Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Everybody and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Well, Sid, it's my birthday today. No, it's and not. Happy birthday to me. Honey, it's not it's not your it's not your birthday. That's easily discoverable information at this point. People will know. Yeah, but you it's not your birthday. You told me the topic and we both agreed. It would be a lot, it would be a very easy intro to do to the topic if it had been my birthday. So I was just kind of going for it. Right. Well, I was just going to say something nice. Like we, Justin, you're looking youthful today. Oh, thanks. You know, it's the slow carb diet. Four pounds of eating nothing but beans. And I finished (laughs) (laughs) to lose like 20 pounds. You look like a, like a baby. Uh, baby face. Um, just like a, it's like I'm sitting across from a talking baby with a full head of hair and a night trap T-shirt. Um, <laughs> the like mini babies, popular. It's a toddler size. It was hard to find a toddler size, but um, you're my favorite. No, I was gonna say you're my favorite baby. You're tied for my favorite baby. Fair enough. Um, so uh, that would be a good. I mean, like I've already gotten us in. I said a bunch of words at the beginning to set the stage, and now I believe. It's time for me to pull back the curtain and reveal Sydney McElroy to tell us what the topic is this week on Sawbones. Well, Justin, I thought we could talk about wrinkles. That's so ironic because it's my birthday today. Oh, no. Okay. Tied in really nicely. We're not going back to that. Um, Squeaky chair. I got to fix this squeaky chair business. Yeah, or maybe just sit still. Maybe just stop fidgeting. I'm a baby. I can't help but fidget. So as a baby, you don't have a lot of wrinkles. (laughs) Thank you. That's true. Uh, I mean, not yet. I guess we're headed there. Mm -hmm. We're headed there. Uh, But I, you know, wrinkles are, have, I don't always think of them as a medical thing because it's, you know, it's it's mainly a cosmetic thing. It's not like a medical condition. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have to do anything about them. But obviously the medical world has been attempting to do things about them for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Emily and Anthony, for both suggesting this topic. Uh, first of all, do you know why our skin wrinkles? I'm going to take a swing at it. Oh, good. I always enjoy this. Well, pretend somewhere in here I said collagen because I think that's important. Mm-hmm. You're just reading ahead in my outline. No, I'm just telling you my understanding of it. Collagen. Okay, collagen. I think that we either lose or gain collagen as we get mm-hmm. older. And when we're very young, our skin is very elastic. Mm-hmm. And then as we get older, our skin becomes less elastic and repeated actions because of the loss and or gain of collagen 
begin to wrinkle permanently because our faces are less pliable than they were in our youth. That's actually kind of right. It's the loss. You, go, you hedged your bets there and tick. said loss or gain. Go but. buy a lottery ticket, everybody. Jamie, I was 80% of the way there. <laughs> so it's, I mean, that's kind of right. So you, part of it is the loss of collagen and elastin over time. Um, elastin giving us our elasticity. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. Uh, it, part of it is also that these fibers elastin in our... Elastin sounds like a made-up chemical that Elastic Man injected <laughs> himself to get his powers. It's a real thing. Uh, broken down by elastase. Okay. Whoa. Elastase breaks down elastin? Mm-hmm. You'd think those two would get along. They have so much in common. Uh, so these these fibers in our skin are constantly being stretched and compressed as we move our faces. Well, any anything. But I think most people focus on facial wrinkles more than anything else. I mean, obviously, we could talk, be talking about any skin, but largely face is what we're focusing on. So as you smile and frown and laugh and shrug or you don't shrug your eyebrows. That's not really a thing. You raise your eyebrows and so on and so forth. These fibers stretch and compress, and sometimes they can stretch too far. Sometimes they can break. And when this happens, sometimes they don't heal very well, and you get some more like fibrous tissue in that place, mm-hmm. and things can become a little stiffer there. Other areas of the skin will become looser around it, and you start to get wrinkles. And, and like I said, what adds to this is the natural loss of those fibers over time. And some things make it happen faster than others because not everybody wrinkles at the same rate or to the same degree, certainly. So there are genetic factors that we don't completely understand as to why one person may wrinkle sooner or more so than another person. And then there are things that we know definitely contribute. Sun damage, for instance. The more sun damage to your skin, the more likely you are to get wrinkles. Mm-hmm. Smoking definitely contributes to wrinkles. So. Okay, now I have to ask this because this I actually don't know, and I feel like I'm probably wrong. Does smoking contribute to wrinkles because you're doing the the same action with your face when you smoke over and over again? <laughs> I, I'm sure that doesn't help, but no, oh. it actually has to do with the toxins in the the cigarettes. Oh, okay. yeah, and the well, chemicals that, that, and the that honestly smoke makes more sense the, than my thing. Yeah, no, I, I mean. Any repetitive movement with your skin could would be more likely to cause a wrinkle, but that's not that's not really with the smoking. That's not it. Uh, but smoking, sun damage, generally poor hydration, although you have to be pretty poor for a long time. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they're also just a normal part of aging. You know. Yeah. It's like it's like my man Jimmy Buffett says: mm-hmm. wrinkles only go where the smiles have been. That's so true. That's you know, so true. That's now, true. Now, my elbows. Let's talk about that because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, James. Do you know it's actually one. it's actually a completely different mechanism from like when we think about age-related wrinkles to the wrinkles that you get when you've been in the bathtub too long and you get pruny? No, I did not know that. Totally different mechanism. It has nothing to do with each other. No, huh? has nothing to do. I just, I, I stumbled across this as I was researching this and the mechanism for that is fascinating. It's not just like your skin absorbs extra water and so it gets like kind of folded it has to do with changes in blood vessels and nerve endings it's really interesting i'm not going to talk about it because it's just interesting. that's a whole let's not burn that show but anyway uh, getting pruny it's a whole other path does everybody of call it getting pruny that seems like it might be colloquial uh no in the articles that i the scientific articles i was reading about why does your skin get wrinkly in the bathtub they they, they put in quotes or pruny <laughs> often so so what have we done throughout history to try to combat this the scourge of wrinkles I don't really think it's a scourge, but 
clearly some people do. So Cleopatra, obviously famous for being beautiful and seeking to maintain that beauty. Also very powerful, Mm -hmm. probably kind of intimidating. Uh, She took daily baths in donkey milk to try to keep her her skin silky smooth. Did that work? Uh, There are... There are substances in milk that have been like studied to see if like alpha hydroxy acids or something that supposedly can keep the skin a little smoother. I don't know that it's ever actually been proven to make a significant difference in preventing wrinkles, but there there are active compounds that I guess maybe would have made it feel softer or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I thought was interesting is to maintain her daily donkey milk baths. <laughs> She had to have a Sorry. stable of 700 that a, donkeys. That was a kid on Salute Your Shorts, right? Donkey milk? <laughs> Is that him? Donkey lips. Ah, yes, of course. 700 donkeys for her baths. It's a lot of donkeys. It's a lot of hay, too. Like, you gotta, yeah. Is that donkeys eat hay? I'm assuming. This isn't a show about donkeys, people. <laughs> Don't come to us for donkey tips. Uh, in addition, and you you find a lot of these among like royalty throughout history, rulers who had access and time and money, and to, also like incentive to make people think that they were, if not ageless, immoral, then mm-hmm. yeah, ageless, exactly. Sure, sure. Uh, the ruler of the Tang Dynasty, Empress Wu Zetian, would wash her face in a mixture that she called fairy powder, which I think sounds. Magical. Magical. Um, but was really just motherwort and cold water mixed together. Not really magical. And no. not a powder, kind of a liquid. Okay. Yeah. But if you but if you call it fairy powder. Yeah, it sounds it Sounds magical. Uh the much less magical, both the Greeks and the Romans used to make mud masks. Specifically, if you really wanted to get rid of wrinkles, mud wasn't good enough, you should throw some crocodile dung in with the mud, paint that on your face. Mm-hmm. Don't go out in public because you've got crocodile poop on your face but mm-hmm. wash it off and then you'll look great you'll look fantastic actually i think they did the, this at like roman baths and stuff so you would actually be in public as you were smearing croc poo on your but face you know what you're everybody's doing it so you got the peer pressure thing <laughs> so it's fine yeah i guess yeah. i mean not fine but it's just like everybody's doing it justin if all your friends were smearing crocodile poo on their faces would you too I mean, I'd have some questions first, for sure. <laughs> Namely, where are you getting this stuff? <laughs> did see, Did you sell it? Did you buy this from somebody? Did you trade the magic beans for it? Are you sure it's crocodile? You food? sure? Maybe you cro- were ripped did off. Did you watch the crocodile do it? Uh, Galen made his own mixture. It was kind of like the original cold cream with uh, beeswax, olive oil, and water. So that's a little nicer. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. That might be. That might kind of work, right? I mean, what do you mean when you say work? Fair, okay, listen, I don't want to get ahead of us Because I, I remember there are lots of ways that you could moisturize your skin and it would look, you know, fresher or smoother immediately after you did something. But what people were also attempting to do is eliminate or prevent wrinkles. And that's right. a whole other matter than just, oh, your skin looks so shiny right now. Uh, plenty, of course, plenty the elder. We haven't talked about him for a while. I'm no, glad he's I've been back. missing that fool. Pliny the Elder had his own his own theory on how to get rid of wrinkles, and it is, of course, awful. Yeah, rub. Well, you know what? I'm even going to guess because his will be worse than whatever mm-hmm. crap I make up. Take some leaves. Okay. S- steep them in the urine of a boy or a girl, if that's all you can find. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you that you can't? Fr- Listen, I've known 
a lot of boys, they all will pee on whatever you want them to, <laughs> for sure. You, you may not even have to ask. Preferably one that's not yet adolescent. So get the leaves, get the little boy to pee on them, then pound them with saltpeter and just like kind of paste them all over your abdomen. And you won't have wrinkles. There. I mean, just is it an abdomen specific treatment? or No, it's, okay. just, in, it's just plenty. He just makes yeah, it up. He it's just a, makes it up. Just, You're right. There you go. Uh, in the in the 1400s, they had an interesting theory on what in France on what they thought caused wrinkles, specifically chewing. Now that's not again so movements. Just stop that and movements of the facial muscles, repetitive movements over time. Yeah, 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 that tends to be places where we wrinkle, which is why we see them around the corners of our mouth or you know above our forehead. Those kinds of places where the face has more movement. Right, chewing is probably still worth it. I, I think would say. In the, if you're looking at the grand scope, if you zoom out a little bit, I think that you would see that chewing is probably still worth it. <laughs> the, the result was that many uh, fine women and, and noble women, women of royalty, would only eat soup mm. to avoid chewing all the time. Mm. So you could just sip daintily on your soup and not use those chewing muscles. <laughs> I mean, that's why I that's why I stay so wrinkle free. It's my love of soup. You do eat a lot of soup. <laughs> I love I do love soup. Like it's my nice favorite soup. food. <laughs> you, like, you like more of a chunky style soup, though. I'm not sure this would pay <laughs> off for you. That's true. That's the most boring thing, by the way. Anybody could ever say my favorite food is soup. It is. <laughs> that's it just, is. I'm sorry. That's who you've been listening to, everybody. My, my favorite, favorite food, food is, is soup. soup. The Sydney McElroy story. <laughs> An eight-part special <laughs> event coming to HBO. My favorite food is soup. Uh, we've mentioned the use of lead before, I, specifically just because there was this time uh, in the 1500s where a pale face was thought to be very beautiful and something that you would... Uh, try to replicate to make your skin as pale as possible. Mm -hmm. So lead and vinegar and to create, they would use different paste to create like this white facial kind of paint right? Um, that you would just put over your face that would leave it pale and smooth and kind of expressionless. Kind of shellac it down. Exactly. I mean, that's what they were kind of doing. And the result of this was was twofold. One, you would have that, we, that kind of weird porcelain doll face and then two it drives the boys crazy <laughs> that's what everybody goes for and then two you couldn't really move your facial muscles once you did i mean you could but you would crack the paint if you did so you okay. had to keep your face very still which also had the double purpose of trying to reduce the formation of wrinkles <laughs> because you can't move your face sure yeah it was like before Botox, you just didn't move just your did, face just don't move your face not that you can't you just don't just don't just choose not to um, if you didn't like that, in the same time don't. period, the women would try just putting strips of raw meat on their face. Um, that's grody, and I don't see why that would work. I mean, I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying women did it. But people do that for black eyes, don't they? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. What, what did they still, know? Still not a thing. I never, I've never once told a patient, hey, you know what you should do? Go home and grab a raw steak and slap it on that bruise. Yeah, that seems more of like a 1950s Dennis the Menace kind of thing yeah. rather than an actual thing people are doing. It's like a cartoon. Also, thing. who can afford that? <laughs> Just, nice, I mean, eat it if you're nice going to buy a nice steak. steak you know? Grill that up, Dennis. 
Um, and then, of course, it's in the same, we're moving in the same time period where you've probably heard of Elizabeth Bathory, the kind of uh, one root of some of the vampire legend. Oh, oh not the, the only. Baths in blood. Yes, who would who would bathe in the blood of young virgins in order to maintain her youthful glow and mm-hmm. her skin's um, unwrinkled appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't like that, you could use bat blood instead. Just kind of rub bat blood all over your face. But it's essential that if you're going to use this treatment, you also drink some arsenic. So uh, one yuck. Two, I thought for a second you were talking about. You said try it with bats. I thought you were talking about filling up a bathtub with bat blood. And it's like, man, I hope you have access <laughs> to a lot of bats. Like that's way more bats than I've ever encountered, like caught in my lifetime, probably. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Generally, if you even come in like like you make a close brush with a bat, then we start talking about rabies vaccination. So mm-hmm. if you bathe in bat blood, you're definitely I hope bats don't have ghosts because that's got to be hard to watch. Like, <laughs> well, uh, what? I died. Well, oh, come on. How about l- bats? Th- let's just leave them alone. Just leave they're them just alone. up there and they're the moving really quick and the they're sky. making. Yeah, just leave them alone. Leave those sky rats be. Uh, in the 1600s, uncooked egg whites were pretty popular to just kind of smear all over your skin to smooth over wrinkles. Um, and in the 1700s, um, wine was fashionable. Just mm. pour wine on your face. <laughs> just pour wine on your face. On your face. Oh, no. Which is better because as we move into the 1800s, you see mercury was a popular treatment for everything. For yeah. So why not also rub it on the surface of your skin it was thought to remove wrinkles and blemishes, which if it was doing that, the reason would be because it was kind of corroding the skin somewhat. Not, maybe not the best way to mm-hmm. do that. Um, Empress Elizabeth of Austria used to use a uh, her own concoction. It was a sperm whale wax that she mixed with sweet almond oil and a rose water and then make a, she made a cream out of it and she would put it on her face in the day and then at night, her routine involved raw veal and strawberries chopped what? up, and she would put them on her face, and then she had a specially made leather mask that she would strap what? over the raw veal oh. and strawberries and sleep oh. in every night. <laughs> That's profoundly upsetting. I think she was a famed beauty. I mean, I guess it was working <laughs> for her. I bet that little plan was devised by someone in her court that did not enjoy her very much. Oh, like, you know what you need to do. Oh, you know what? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Liz. <laughs> Look at her. Look at her face. Do you know what it is? Shh. No, 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 no. Shh. Don't laugh. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. It's sperm whale wax <laughs> on her face. Yeah. At night? Yeah, for sure. Veal and strawberries and a leather mask. It's It's baffling. How do you even order that? I need a leather mask, the kind that you would maybe put raw veal and strawberries underneath to strap to your face. Measure my face and then add like a steak's worth, a veal <laughs> steak's worth of space. And then a few and strawberries. strawberries, strawberry slits. Um, this is all very well and good, Sid, but I want to know what we're doing today because it seems like I've I've seen one or two treatments. We're getting there. We're getting there. But before we get to today, why don't we head to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although 
there will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or clean up. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, Sid, we were cruising through the 1800s, if mm-hmm. I recall. Are we just kind of, before we get back into it, are we just kind of taking crap shots here? Is this just kind mm-hmm. of us taking a swing at well, it? Well, I mean, I think it's like, you know, when you're dealing with something like wrinkles, which you're going to have such a variable response, right? Some people get really wrinkly as they get older. Other people don't get particularly wrinkly. So you're going to have somebody who uses one of these weird concoctions and... Looks great. Mm-hmm. And so then it is thought to work. And especially if they're royal or famous, then everybody's going to want to do whatever they did because they look great. Right. So it catches on and it it's popular for a while. And then a new fad arises. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these things, there is some some thought that maybe there was some science behind why they persisted, like I mentioned with the milk. But then other things, I mean, like the raw meat were probably just... Just taking shots. It seems like meat. It seems fresh. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Cold? I don't know. I really don't know. 
Well, and I mean, the blood thing, that's going to persist. We'll get to some modern day there. Okay. But, the, but stuff just sticks around, too. Uh, one of my favorite wrinkle treatments that I came across is it's, it's from 1889, and it's still around today. It was developed by Margaret Croson because she noticed that her daughter Alice had developed frown lines. Can you imagine that conversation? Sweetie, sweetie, we need to talk. How I mean, the boys rough. won't come calling. <laughs> your your wrinkle lines are showing. How rough is that? That's the same kind of mom who's like, girl, boys don't wear passes and girls that wear glasses. <laughs> Marguerite. So Alice, sorry. So poor poor Alice's mom said, "I need to help you get rid of these frown lines, <laughs> and I need to so badly that I'm going to create a brand new product." just to eliminate i mean wrinkles in general I, but your frown lines okay like it's so wild to me i'm just <laughs> still sinking in that like you notice that your daughter is frowning enough that she has frown lines and your first thought is i gotta get rid of those frown lines cosmetically that's <laughs> that's wild like ma'am your daughter seems profoundly upset like maybe you should address some of the maybe underlying she, yeah maybe you should ask her why she's so sad yeah your daughter's so sad you're she's so sad because you're mad at her for having wrinkles and you have developed a new product which are essentially they were like these adhesive pads they had like a vegetable based adhesive on them and, and like like see-through adhesive pads and you would just put them on your face places that there were wrinkles idea being that you would sleep with them on and then wake up the next morning and they would have mechanically smoothed the wrinkle out of your face and she called them frownies okay which is a clever name Cute. i have to say so frownies still exist today i didn't know this as i i read about this i just assumed it was one of those kind of funny patent medicine things that it, a lot of medicines like this that existed in like the late 1800s and early 1900s and then we figured out how to actually do science and we stopped buying them no frownies are still around today um you can go buy them they are just little adhesive pads that you just stick on your face i mean that's what they are now the, the company has come out with a whole line of other beauty products to try to make you look younger mm -hmm. but they also list because they've been around so long they have this long history of being used like in hollywood is this this is hollywood's greatest secret how do the starlets all look so young frownies. well it's frownies and if you go to their website you can find like every movie they've been in like you can see frownies in sunset boulevard they're featured in a scene in cocoon <laughs> do you remember in death becomes her when when meryl streep uses a frowny so are you do you they're leave? in mars attacks <laughs> oh, can you imagine <laughs> um so tom jones um can so you the idea was that you would leave them on like overnight overnight and then take them off or you would wear them in public yeah no you don't wear them. i mean you can see them oh, so okay. you you wouldn't want to wear them. i mean i guess you could wear them all day if you wanted more effect but no if you're going out and about you wouldn't want to keep wearing them um but a lot of celebrities have and continue to um buy into these um you'll see that there are all kinds of like uh, celebrity endorsements or at least people who have done them i don't know i don't know if they're endorsements they're but there are people who have used them and said like, yeah, I use frownies. Yeah, I've tried them out. And um, it's just fascinating to me. Raquel Welch included them in her book. Oh, really? Raquel Beyond the Cleavage. <laughs> um, that she loved them. So frownies, you can buy them today. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that they're out there. And they were all inspired by poor 
Alice's frown lines. Oh, poor, poor thing. Yeah. Uh, so in the 1950s, we started to kind of try to use science to look for um, what might actually help to um, increase. We didn't always know, we didn't quite know collagen yet, but we had some idea that there were substances in the skin that we were losing. And we started using things like protein-based creams, like albumin-based, which is like a protein. Um, this one, I think they got from... Some eggs. It is in eggs. This one wasn't from eggs. This one was from the blood of cows or some animal. I don't remember which one in particular, but they had a specific place they harvested it from and they made different uh, wrinkle smoothers, became pretty popular in the 1950s. Um, in 1995, a big breakthrough was Retin-A, which okay. you may also have heard of as used for acne. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's uh, tretinoin, which is a metabolite of vitamin A, which is retinol. What's a metabolite? It's just a, a breakdown product okay. of, re of vitamin A. And um, it can smooth wrinkles. It can treat acne, but it can also cause your face to be really inflamed and like peel. Not great. So it so it's a rough, it was a rough treatment, but they did see some improvement with it. Uh, in the 90s, you also see laser resurfacing Ugh. introduced. Like where for tattoo removal? A, sort of. They're, they're, I mean, they're removing some of the dead skin cells. So same idea, kind of yeah. removing skin cells, um, hopefully stimulating new growth of new cells and collagen mm. at the same time was the idea with the laser resurfacing, which just sounds like a thing you shouldn't do to your skin. Like right. laser resurfacing sounds like something you do to like your deck. Yeah, but like, so does a chemical peel. So does a lot of this stuff. Electrolysis, no, like it, it's, it's savage out there. That's, that's very, that's fair point. Fair point. Uh, one, one famous treatment for wrinkles that everybody is, is probably seen like, I think it's mocked horribly on TV shows all the time, are collagen injections. Right. Uh, so those actually date back to the 1970s. And, and when they first came out, they were considered, you know, this giant breakthrough in anti-wrinkle technology. Uh, they were initially made of cow collagen, and the idea was pretty straightforward. You would inject them in a wrinkle to try to kind of fill it out. Okay. You know, there's a dent. Let's put some stuff in there and fill in the dent and then it will be full and smooth and the wrinkle will be gone. If only it worked exactly like that. <laughs> um, you had to initially, when they introduced the product, if you wanted to try it, you had to be tested to make sure you weren't allergic because it was a foreign substance that we were injecting into your body. And so if we didn't check you to make sure you weren't allergic to it first, you could have a, yes, you can imagine, pretty horrible reaction yes. to this stuff we would were injecting in your face. The other problem is that it just didn't last very long. Hmm. So you would have this done and then and you see the, the horrible results when things like kind of drooped or fell yeah, or, yeah. or got really swollen. Um, and then you would have to do it again eventually. Uh, the swelling was a big complication with it. Uh, in 2003, they came out with like a human collagen. The idea just being that you wouldn't have to worry about the allergic reaction. But same problem in that it still didn't last very long. Yeah. So that's why in the same period of time in the 2000s, hyaluronic acid took over as a different substance that we already have naturally occurring in our skin and our joints. Um, we do these injections in joints as well for like arthritis and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but that kind of took over in the 2000s because it lasted longer. Uh, you didn't have as much problem with reactions to it. And so they started doing injections of that. And then finally, there is now some like semi-synthetic fillers that they can actually inject into wrinkles, mm -hmm. um, especially for bigger wrinkles and thicker skin areas. You can use that. We don't use collagen much anymore. It's kind of fallen out of favor just because we have better products it's now. It's funny. It's, it seems like such a, I don't know, 
established thing. It's surprising that it's not a yeah, it does. It's it's very true, but it's just not it's not nearly as common as it used I to be. I guess it's been supplanted by other stuff that's in vogue. Mm-hmm. So and stuff that's probably better, I guess, like lower what? risk and lo- longer lasting. Like Botox. Like Botox. So botulism was discovered in the 1820s. Initially, because you know it could cause disease, right? That's that's why we found it. You leave your tomatoes open, uh (laughs) got the botch. You get botulism toxin. It's a neurotoxin. It's like a bad, it's a bad thing. Uh, What followed was a lot of study and experimentation. We kind of um, had a few interesting. We we dabbled with biological warfare uh, using botulism toxin for a while. We moved away from that um and we figured out that there were different kinds of botulism toxins and then finally we figured out some practical uses from all this study uh in the 1950s and that's when we discovered that if we injected botulism toxin a just one of the toxins into a contracted muscle it would make it relax now there were actually some really important medical implications for this uh things like torticollis which is a condition where your neck can get stuck like Ooh. turn to the side in a position that, that muscle gets contracted down and your neck is actually stuck. Um, injecting botulism toxin into that muscle could help relieve that spasm and allow you to move your neck again. Okay. So some really important medical uses for facial muscle spasms, vocal cord spasms, any kind of contractures, contracted muscles, you started to kind of experiment. Could we use Botox as it began to be known at this point in history? Could we use Botox? Does Botox to- just mean botulism? Botulism toxin, Botox. Uh, By the 90s, though, people began realizing that in addition to all these kind of more medical applications, there were also some cosmetic implications from Botox. When you injected it into your face specifically, things like frown lines seemed to disappear. Why? Because it paralyzed those muscles. Oh, okay. So, good move. Are they being supported by muscles? Like, are wrinkles being created by muscles? No, but if you if you make everything still, then the then the skin isn't going to move. Okay, all right. Yeah, all everything right. just relaxes and holds still. Okay, Got so it. then you're not going to see them. That makes sense. Yeah, um, and uh, this when they when they noticed this, this created a huge demand for the project for the product, obviously because oh my gosh, this could fix wrinkles. Uh, it was actually not approved for this use until 2002, even though it was probably being used somewhat before that yeah. but in 2002 and initially it was just for those and actually I, th- I still think to this day it's mainly supposed to be used for the wrinkles between your eyebrows hmm. glabellar folds those wrinkles up there okay um so forehead botox i don't know if people are doing it for things like frown lines but I, they, you're really not supposed to it's really oh. mainly for the forehead um but it is now the number one non-surgical cosmetic treatment in the country congratulations botox a result you did of it that um, and you can tell, because if somebody's had it done, you can see, like, the skin, like, it doesn't move much. The forehead mm-hmm. looks very smooth and And that wears off, and, too, right? Yeah, it, 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 it does wear off over time, so you need repeated treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, there are all kinds of new things since then. There are new creams that include, again, eggs are popular, eggshell membranes, um, retinol that I, I mentioned, vitamin A or vitamin A derivatives are it's still back. very popular. Okay. Hmm. It's back or it's not still, still around. just still around in different forms. Um, placenta is a pretty popular treatment for lots of things, including wrinkles. Sheet placenta um, is in some creams 
that are supposed to to help with wrinkles. Um, I guess your own placenta could be used hey, as listen, well. It's just going to go to waste otherwise. <laughs> so placenta is is in a lot of creams. Um, I think like JLo was a big fan of placenta facials or something. Uh, <laughs> There, there are some who advocate for what they call a vampire facial. Okay. Which is when you get some of your blood, however you choose to do that, I guess it's up to you, and you just kind of dab it all over your face. Sure. That makes perfect sense to me. Dry there, I guess, and then wash sure. it off. Sure. Kim Kardashian actually posted a picture of herself getting a vampire facial. I found pretty upsetting a picture of her with just blood all over yeah. her face. I, I stumbled across it in my research, and it was... It was yeah. very unsettling. Yeah, I don't need that no. in my life. No, Thank you for sh- not sharing that visual with me. <laughs> Others believe in uh, leeching your face for a youthful appearance. Doesn't really track. Yeah, I think I think Demi Moore was a proponent of that. This and, is your episode of Slubs on Blast, huh, said. Well, I'm just saying. that right. th- Again, like I said, a lot of this stuff becomes popular because uh, somebody who's considered beautiful, whether they be royalty or famous or whatever, starts doing it. And so then everybody goes, well, I want to look like they look because they look amazing. So whatever they do, I'll do, too. All we're saying is if you're going to put your stamp of approval on something and you're a celebrity, you better make sure it actually works or you won't get wrecked. <laughs> the sister is going to come or, and wreck you. Or or you could just make an entire career off of it and name yourself Gwyneth Paltrow. Boom. Uh, or this is one of my favorites, foreskin cream. It's not actually unfair to Gwyneth. She's her entire career is acting and she is extremely gifted. Yeah, that's fine. There's also the whole goop thing. Yeah, there's. So, uh, or foreskin cream. Oprah actually has endorsed foreskin cream in the past. Um, there are many makers of foreskin of something that uh, that it contains foreskin foreskin cream now that insist we do not put foreskin in it. It's based on a cell. It's based on a cell line from an original foreskin from a long time ago. That we continue to grow this and put in like our creams. The ancestor, <laughs> like the great, great grand descendants of that foreskin. Oh but we gosh. are not continuing to do this. I do not advocate this. I do not. I do not think this is a good idea. I don't think you need to remove the foreskin at all. So certainly don't turn it into a cream. Yeah. And put it on your face. Um, and then there's also a variety of creams available now that we try to fix what actually is going on. Stimulate collagen. Uh, repair the cells that are damaged. Um, there are all kinds of like new things, fruit acid peels, dermabrasion, microabrasion. And of course there are surgeries for this now. Um, but again, I, it's, it's genetic. It's variable. I don't know. Personally, I'm fine with it. it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much, but I'm in my mid thirties. Who knows? Maybe I'll get more perturbed by it as I get older. That's fair. It might bother me more later. I don't know. Um, but, uh, that's, Man, that's a lot of just bad stuff, huh? We just mm-hmm. really took a run at it. I guess since it's exterior, we'll just kind of try anything. Well, I think that's really it. And a lot of these things are just creams and they might have like moisturizers and things in them that do make your skin feel nice or look, you know, mm-hmm. firmer, like it's glowing after you put it on. And so it's really easy to sell a product that you'll look in the mirror after you use it and go, oh, I do look a little better. Yeah. And it doesn't actually do the long-term things that it's saying that it does. Yeah. So. There's a lot to be gained by something feeling like it's working. Yes. And it's not hard to do that when you're applying it to your whole face. Um, Folks, that's going to do it for us this week. I want to mention, because we don't enough, we have an email address. People ask us all the time. And I forget to mention it. Sawbones yeah. at MaximumFun.org. Uh, if you want to suggest a topic uh, that we haven't done before, 
then go for it. Do it right there. Now, I'm, I hear you wondering what's MaximumFun.org, you ask. Well, that's the home of Maximum Fun, our podcast network full of a ton of great shows that you can go enjoy right now. I mean, literally hundreds of thousands of hours of high quality content are waiting there for you at the click of a mouse or the push of a button all for free. And uh, you can go check it out right now. MaximumFun.org. I want to thank the taxpayers, a, a band for the use of their song. That's they should change the name of that taxpayers, mm-hmm. a band <laughs> for the use of their song medicines. It's the intro and outro of our program. And thank you to you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, it'd be great if you would tweet about the show or talk about it to somebody and iTunes reviews, subscriptions, all that stuff is really helpful. And we really appreciate everybody helping to um, spread the word. We got some great tweets this week from Melissa and Fox and Sean and Joan and Sarah and Catherine and so many others. Uh, tweet about the show. We also have a live show next week. That's true. You can still come see us. Uh, I think there's a few tickets left. Bit.ly forward slash Sawbones Philly is the is the address for uh, you to go and purchase tickets. It's going to be Sunday, July 16th uh, at doors at 1.30 p.m. Show at 2 p.m. All ages at the Trocadero Theater. Uh, tickets are like 22 to 25 bucks. And come check it out because it's part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. So you can come see our show and check out a lot of other wonderful podcasts yeah. as well. Our buddies, the Flophouse, are going to be there mm-hmm. and uh, several others. So uh, come come see us and come say hi. It's a good time for a show. It's like right in the middle of the afternoon, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Come kick it. Yeah. Have fun. Have some brunch. Come to our show. Uh, and that's going to do it for us, folks. Until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Well, hoopity dop dop, scoopity dig dop, dibbity dabbity doobity hoopity hoop. Hoopity doo doo, de pappity dee dee, de doo 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 Stop podcasting yourself. We don't even know anymore. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download your podcasts.